Welcome back to the Gospel-Centered Pro-Life Podcast. Appreciate you guys joining us. And I hope that you guys enjoyed that remix intro. And I uh, wanted to play that for you guys for this episode because my son, Henry, made that remix, took our intro, and uh, put a little, you know, a little something into it. A little extra. And yeah. how old is Henry? So Henry's 15. That's pretty amazing that he would yeah. do that. Yeah. Awesome. He's got some skills. He's yeah, he's he working does. on his skills and and uh, how to mix songs and and put a little beat in there. Yeah. So it sounded good. Yeah. So we'll see. Maybe he'll do another remix for yeah, us. Yeah, if you in like it, let us know. Maybe we'll have him mix some other stuff up for us. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe we'll do like a just a whole mix of just me and you the talking. Whole, yeah. And, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll get Vicky to rap. That would be awesome. Oh, that would be. How many of you guys would want to hear Vicky rap? <laughs> let, let us know. <laughs> I can't Reach even out. begin to pretend how to do that. I mean, if Henry can give you a good beat, maybe Henry probably, would have to. You probably yeah. get get in the flow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, this podcast is not about rapping. It's not no. about beats. Um, in particular. Oh, and by the way, we didn't introduce ourselves. I think we need to do that. Oh, okay. I'm Daniel Parks. Yeah. I serve as West Coast Regional Shepherd for Love Life, which means I oversee all of our efforts on the West Coast, and also am in charge of the sidewalk ministry nationally, speaking into that, encouraging folks in that. And I'm joined in this podcast by Vicki Cassiorg. Introduce hey. yourself. Hey, everyone. Good to see you. I am uh, a Sidewalk Outreach team member. Yes, you are. <laughs> and uh, I've been doing this for about 10 years, most of it alongside Daniel, and also help to train people nationally yeah, to do what absolutely. we do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Vicki serves here in Charlotte a lot and has really helped develop leaders uh, here in Charlotte, team leads. Uh, for the teams that are here and really um, kind of is being projected into a national, uh, into the national scene. Uh, we're sending her to cities to encourage the sidewalk teams and to just help practically dial in some of the sidewalk ministries and stuff. And we hope to develop that aspect of ministry a little more in the coming months and years. But yeah, we do this podcast to encourage you guys that are on the sidewalk, whether you're serving under Love Life or under your local church or whatever ministry you're serving under. We want to encourage you guys, first and foremost, uh, to understand that this ministry is not about pro-life activism, but it's about the gospel. And so we're there to bring the gospel. That's why it's called the Gospel-Centered Pro-Life Podcast. But also, we talk about practical things, which is what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about when we minister to the women going into the abortion center, women and men, families coming into the abortion center, trying to determine needs versus wants, Mm -hmm. right? We know that these women come. We say it often. They don't get up in the morning and think, hey, it's a good day for an abortion, right? They come with struggles. They have issues that are going on in their life. Their lives are chaotic on a bunch of different levels, Mm -hmm. relational, financial, um, you know, every other level, right? There's a bunch of chaos there. And they come with needs for sure. And they come with some of those things that appear to be needs, but they're actually wants. And what we can't be, and we've said this often, guys, is we can't be that resource that meets every need for them. Like, just we'll say that right away. You cannot meet every need. Let alone the wants. Let alone the wants. (laughs) Right. But we do want to meet the needs that we can. But sometimes needs and wants sort of converge, or sometimes wants seem like needs. And so we're going to kind of give you guys just some practical steps to discern that, um, some practical points to work through all of that. And so let's jump into it, Vicki. Yeah. Um, 
So we're, like all ministries, there are limited resources. In any ministry, you're going to have limited resources. And so you want to be wise in how you allocate those resources. So this is a really important question, but I think it is also in part a philosophical question, not just practical, because I think the heart of a sidewalk outreach team member is to save that child, to save that baby. And the desire to change the lives of the women who have, and the men, that have made so many really not wise choices that they have ended up there. Yeah. We want to change that. We want to change the whole heart, the whole picture. Yeah. yeah. And and we know that, of course, God is the one that does that. But there's there's this this... I think thought that if we just provide enough stuff, right, their hearts will change. Yeah. Now we know that's not the case. Uh, not at all. Right. right. Not if even that close. was the case, yeah. If stuff mm-hmm. made people um, joyful and happy and fulfilled and and corrected all the the wrongs in their lives, then you wouldn't have the highest rate of suicide amongst society be in the midst of people that are in Hollywood, right? Because they got all yeah. the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And so practically we know that it's not stuff that's the issue. The issue are heart the issues are heart issues, right? Yeah. yeah. Um but that doesn't mean that stuff doesn't matter, right? Yeah. If there are needs to be met, we certainly want to try to meet those needs. Um, you know, the parable of the Good Samaritan, right? Which is kind of the parable right. that's at the foundation of why we do what we do. Mm-hmm. There's somebody in a ditch, just like the man um in the parable of the Good Samaritan, right? These women, these babies, these families are in the ditch. We want to go to the ditch and get them out of the ditch. Um, what does the Good Samaritan do? Like He gets him out of the ditch. He cleans off the guy's wounds. He takes him to an inn and provides for his needs. So there's stuff that he provides there, right? Um, so we can't deny that, that stuff matters, that helping out practically matters. But it's not the only thing, right? Yeah. yeah. And I think it's freeing for us to remember the what – what we offer them is not ultimately what they most need. Yeah. Not not in terms of material right. changes in their life. What we offer them in the gospel they do need. Right. That is that is probably the most important thing. Yeah. But um but yeah, we, we do wanna provide what we can and we have to discern then how do you know which are things that we should provide in order to give them that little extra leg up so that they can more easily cope yeah. with with this new baby and how do you decide what are the things that maybe we shouldn't even begin to think about because we've got limited resources and we yeah. can't give them all all the things that they want yeah. i'll say this so we have limited resources financially and, and otherwise right right diaper banks have diapers and stuff but they have limited amounts of diapers right right and so um pregnancy centers have resources but they have every, every we're, we're limited all yeah. of us in some way, shape, yeah. or form. Um, but even that that being the case, the limitations um, are not the only issue as far as the practical goods and the financial goods. It's also time. Like yes. it takes yes. time to go and meet these needs. Like if we're gonna if we're gonna pay someone's utility bills, or if we're gonna pay for their rent, or we're gonna bring them clothing, or whatever. You still have to take time to go deliver that stuff or time to find someone else that that need, that can go and deliver that stuff. Right. And we talk about this. We did a whole podcast about it. The enemy of the best is often the good and going and 
doing all these things can be can be good, but is it the best? And is it the best use of our time? And I will say this for you guys that are involved in sidewalk outreach. God called you to be involved in sidewalk outreach, to be reaching out, to be a voice for the voiceless at the abortion centers. If you're doing good things at the expense of that, then you're falling into the uh, the trap of doing the good versus the best. And so it's not that we shouldn't meet needs. We should meet needs as much as we can. But we have to we have to count the cost, right? And if the cost of us meeting needs um, depletes our resources and also the most important resource that we have, our time, and it's not in the direction that the Lord wants us to go in, um, we, we just got to be very careful of that. Yeah. Because you know, it can be a trap, actually. Yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of a good generalization about it. What is the cost in terms of in every area? Time, yeah. money, uh, resources, whatever. Right. So, as in all things, I I think it's wise to look at the Bible for guidance on um, on how to be a good steward of res- resources because there is a lot of biblical guidance on that. And and in the article that accompanies this um, that I wrote, I broke it down into. Um, principles on okay. that I found in, in Scripture. Um, and the first one, so the first principle on guiding us in how to be a good steward of our resources is that we should be glorifying God in the giving and receiving of gifts and help to others. And the, the verse that, I mean, many verses speak to that, that, that the overarching purpose of all of us is to glorify God yeah, in everything absolutely. we do. So, of course, in how we um, utilize resources or, or give out resources. But um, uh, 1 Peter 4, verses 10 through 11, I thought was a really good verse um, okay. talking about stewardship. All right. So 1 Peter 4, 10 through 11. As each one has received a gift, a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it as with the ability which God supplies, that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belong the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, so that in all of that, in all that stewardship, the the purpose is that God may be glorified yeah. through through Jesus Christ is the overarching right. um, purpose. Yeah, and, and this kind of speaks to what we talk about in, as we talk about philosophy of ministry, mm-hmm. right? Our philosophy of ministry is not first and foremost women-centered. It's not men-centered. It's not baby-centered. Right. It's God-centered, yeah. right? It's gospel-centered. Yeah. And so um, though we want to say babies and we want to see moms – uh, come to know the Lord and, and choose life for their babies and all of that. Our focus has to first and foremost be the Lord. Yeah. So I can give a very concrete example of that that just happened. Um, a woman called me knowing that we help and and asked me if we – she said she was giving birth in like two weeks. Yeah. And she understood that we help with housing. Could we help with housing? She was homeless. And I said uh, – let me scramble. I think there are some things I can offer. And, and I was uh, I was suggesting them and she said, oh, well, those aren't places where I could live with my boyfriend, right? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and I said, and she said, well, could you give me one of those? <laughs> and I said, well, 
Honey, I can't. I can't because we are a gospel-focused ministry, and while we will help anyone, I could not in good conscience give you any kind of suggestion for housing where it would be against what God would have you do. Yeah. And um, and she did not call back. She thanked me, but she did. That was it. That was the end of yeah. the discussion. She wanted help in something that was clearly not going to glorify God. It was going to just continue this life um, of sin yeah. that had led her to uh, many <laughs> terrible things. Yeah. So. Um, so when I think that's that's the first principle that should be the absolute top principle in whether you provide something. It doesn't really discriminate necessarily between needs and wants, but it does discriminate between do we give it at all. Right, if yeah. it's not glorifying to God, it's off the table. Yeah. That yeah. that we we should not do Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's a good good first principle. Yeah. Yeah. And uh I'll just jump into the second principle. Okay. If that's all right. Sure. Um Second principle is the recipient will recognize the gift is from God mm. and will praise God. So mm. this speaks again to the glory of God, but also the motive of our heart in giving the gift or giving the help or whatever. It has to be uh, we want to point them to Jesus. Now that does not mean that unless they accept Jesus as Lord, we won't help them. Good distinction. <laughs> right. That's really a important been, to say that. Right. That's an absurdity. No organization does that. <laughs> Because that would be an absurdity. Yeah. Force them to become a Christian in order to help them. Like that's contradictory to like becoming a Christian is not signing on the dotted line. Your heart actually has to be changed. Right. right? Anyway, I won't go into all of that. Um, But we do want to point them to Jesus. Uh, One preacher said that if you bake someone a cake um, just to be nice to them, but don't tell them about Jesus, you essentially bake them a cake and patted them on the back and said, (laughs) have, have, have a nice time in hell. Right? right, exactly. You can bake a cake, you can do all these helpful things, and we should do those things. But if we don't point them to Jesus, all we've done is just bake a cake. All we've done is just throw a baby shower or whatever. And they may turn around and say, what a great guy you are, right. Daniel, yes. for baking a cake. Yeah, yeah thanks. <laughs> and so you will receive all the glory. Right. And that's just not. But I promise you, <laughs> if I was to bake a cake, they would not be they saying that. They would not be saying no, that. If your no. daughter were to bake a cake, though, oh, oh man, would yes, they be saying yes. that. Glory, but, glory so, to her. I, I, so so <laughs> 2 Corinthians 9, 10 to 11 is the verse I, I thought that, that many verses exemplify it, but this is a good one. Now may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness, while you are enriched in everything for all liberality, which causes thanksgiving through us to God. Again, all that we're supplying should end up with the result causing thanksgiving through us, but to God. Yeah. Make sure the thanksgiving isn't to us. Right. They can say thank you to sure. us. That's okay. Of course. But as long as they recognize our motivation yeah. is God and that God is God has given the glory. Yeah. Um so uh uh again if 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 the gifts that we give are going to lead to any kind of continuing ungodliness, then that's not pointing them to yeah. God. That's actually pointing them away from God. And yeah, so yeah. we, we want to be very careful. Right. I mean, the example that you gave under that first principle um, about a woman wanting to find a resource where her and her boyfriend could live together. Yeah. Um, we're not actually helping if we're perpetuating the issue. The issue is sin, right? At, at, the, at the root of the chaos in the lives of people that we minister to and in our own lives before we became Christians and even sometimes as believers, the root 
is very often sin. Yes. And so if we support sin, then we're not dealing with the root, right? We're just trying to deal with the fruit. And if you don't deal with the root, it's just going to perpetuate the problem. So we have to have God's perspective on this stuff. Sometimes, well, not sometimes, all the time, when we're driven by guilt or emotions, we just make bad decisions. Mm -hmm. That's why we as Christians, as believers in Jesus, need to stand on the the firm foundation of God's word, regardless of how we feel. Because I've been in situations, and I know you have too, where you have a woman who wants to live with her boyfriend, whatever the situation might be, and you want to do everything you can out of compassion, and you're like, okay, I probably, at this in this situation, I probably need to compromise my morals in order to, to help this situation. And if you do that, I can tell you, you are, you are going to fall into a trap, and you are going to regret it. Honor the Lord. Honor what His Word says. Don't compromise what you know is right and good, and leave the results up to the Lord. Right? That woman who reached out to you, mm-hmm. she didn't reach back out. Right. Who knows, though? Maybe yeah. the Lord used that confrontation with you. You were very gracious in it. You weren't angry. You weren't mean. You mm-hmm. weren't judging her. Mm-hmm. You were just speaking the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe God will use that. I hope so. And I also think that that illustrates one way to discern need versus want, that exact situation. Yeah. The need, which is a valid need, and I think one we should address, yeah. is I need a home. Right. I'm going to be homeless. That is a need. That's Absolutely. not just a want. Right. People need, she's given birth in two weeks and she has no place to live. Yeah. The want is to live with the boyfriend. Yeah. yeah. I was willing to meet the need. And I had resources, not yeah. me. Again, when I say I, I'm talking about our ministry sure. and our network. I was willing to meet the need, but I was not willing to meet the want. Right. So I think that is an important um, thing yeah. to remember. Needs are rarely sinful. Yeah. The wants often are. Yeah. Yeah. They certainly can be. Yeah. Um, and, not and always. I think, but... Yeah. And I think that story is a great illustration yeah. of that needs versus versus wants for sure. Right, right. All right, so principle three. Okay. Direct, this is a really important one, I think. Direct the resources where where they will be the most appreciated and do the most good. Okay. So the verse. Yeah, it's a unique verse here. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, what, okay. what is the verse? Do not give what is holy to the dogs. Nor cast your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under feet and turn and tear you in pieces. Matthew 7, 6. And so Vicky is calling um, <laughs> these women swine or dogs? No. <laughs> is that what you're doing here in this scripture? No. Okay. That is not what I'm doing. I but I am so. saying that when, well, I'm not, God is in this case, but <laughs> yeah. um, there is giving that is not appropriate. Yeah, it's sure. going to it is going to be given to completely un unappreciative receivers and or it's going to destroy you. Yeah. They're going oh, yeah. to turn around and destroy you. So let me give you a good example of this. Okay. And you may have a good example within, you know, this this article. But there have been situations where we've encountered families that need vehicles. Right. And um I don't. I'm not thinking of one situation in particular, but I know that this has happened. Um, where you give them a vehicle, you have somebody that donates the vehicle, and you know there's just not they're just not appreciative because it's not it's not the caliber of vehicle they wanted. Right. Um, and I know this has happened. Yep. 
and the vehicle maybe in a couple of months breaks down and it comes back on you where they make you feel like you're responsible to repair the vehicle. Now, of course, you want to do everything you can. You want it to be a blessing to them. But at the end of the day, you gave them a car. And we've done this several times as a ministry. We have. And we've had this this exact scenario play out. <laughs> we have. <laughs> where, again, we're not equating. Jesus is not calling people dogs and pigs, right? right. The concept right. here is people that don't appreciate what you're given, yeah. right? Not only do they trample underfoot the gift, but the giver of the gift gets trampled underfoot as well. Yeah. And so you give them a car and they're not appreciative of it. They don't say thank you. They they feel like they're entitled to it in some way, shape, yeah. or form. And then again, it has some mechanical issues and it comes back on you and you're getting phone calls and you yeah. you feel like you you have to deal with all the issues with the vehicle. Yeah. And that's that's a practical example. Yeah. I think it's a good one. And and they can turn around and say, those people said they would help me and they didn't. And here you give them thousands of dollars worth of stuff. Honestly, this does happen. So I think a way in discerning again for the our, our topic of need versus wants, um, sometimes when you're giving the either one, the need or the want, you're more inclined to want to spill over into the wants yeah. if they're appreciated, if they understand that it is from God and they're giving the glory to God, and if that want is really going to lead them even closer to the Lord. And I have an example of that. Okay. Um, we had a, ma- a couple that recently they both chose life. They were they were abortion minded. They chose life. They both came to the Lord after hearing the gospel, and they were so convicted by the truth of what they had heard and their lifestyle that they wanted to get married. And they didn't ask for a wedding or anything like that. Yeah. But we offered, and we said it won't cost you a cent because they they didn't have any extra money at all. Yeah. And every single thing that we have, um. Given so far, the wedding hasn't happened yet, but we're just collecting through donations and things that people are giving. Every single time, the bride's response has been, I can't believe it. What an incredible God we serve. This is a new believer. And she's giving the glory to God. And I will tell you, it has spurred on so much more desire to give because when we are giving these wants, they don't need a fancy wedding. She didn't need a beautiful new bride dress, but that's what they got. That's what we got for her um, through donations. Yeah. So I have a scripture that comes to mind. I'm not going to quote it exactly. All right. But in the scripture that says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Thanksgiving and praise, when you enter into the gates, the picture is there, you enter into the gates of a king, right? And to the courts of a king with praise. Um, When you have gratitude, gratitude opens the door of blessing and provision, Mm -hmm. right? That's for the believer, Mm -hmm. for a new believer like this young lady. Mm -hmm. And I think think that happens spiritually, like when we have a heart of gratitude, God is more inclined to pour out his spirit and blessing and, and provision for us. But it also happens practically. Like we reciprocate that as human beings. When someone has gratitude, it's like, okay, they have gratitude. So they understand the value of what I'm giving. Yeah. And if someone understands the value of a thing, they're going to treasure it more. And so you're more inclined to give them more, right? Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's a biblical principle toward the Lord and toward other people as well. And so in terms of need versus want, I do believe they needed to get married. 
Yeah. They they were committed to each other. Sure. Um they they had loved each other a long time. They 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 were ready. They are going to go through counseling. So I felt spiritually if they were going to remain living together, they needed to be married. Yeah. No doubt. The want would be a wedding. Right. And if if I felt that it was a couple that was not um, taking what had been offered with that level of gratitude, pointing it to God and recognizing that God was behind all of this, I might be less inclined to provide that want. Right. Because it's not like you can do that every month or every week. We week, certainly every could not. This months, is only right? the second time that I know in 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 my involvement in, in this ministry that we have um, helped someone with a wedding. So it has to be pretty spectacular yeah. Yeah. that, um, you know, a couple that really, I think it, it, is going to grow in the Lord yeah. from from that, and I think that's a good principle in in need versus want for that. Yeah, yeah, I think so. We're at principle number four, right? Yeah, and principle number four. I think we've already talked about this in mm-hmm. previous principles, mm-hmm. but we'll just reiterate this: is give no resource that enables sin. Yeah, and I think your example about giving housing to someone who wants to live with their boyfriend is certainly like again the best example of that. Yeah, um, but I don't know if you have other examples that you have um, um, experienced. Uh, you know, actually, I, I guess I did. Oh, um, so a baby shower. We've had this happen, and and I think this is a common occurrence in yeah. in this ministry. So you offer a baby shower where you're going to provide most of the child's needs for the first year or two, yeah. and the um, and when the women. Um, find out that the baby shower is sometimes used things in good condition, but still used. Um, and they say, well, I don't want the baby shower anymore. Yeah. That to me, um, the how they respond to the baby shower can can show you the difference between whether it's truly a want or a need. Yeah. If it's a need, they truly don't have anything to for the baby. Yeah. They need things for the baby. Um, they're going to take they're going to be grateful for whatever is right. given. If it's a want, they just want a whole bunch of the newest, flashiest, you know, uh uh greatest things and they're not even grateful for it yeah. then, you know. That then then that's a want that I would probably yeah. not try to satisfy. And in that sense, you'd be able in the sin of ingratitude and yeah. like just a covetousness a yeah. and um, idolatry even that the, that the, rather than um, just being grateful to God for that people are willing to, to give you gifts so that your child is, is better provided for. Yeah. They, they want all of the best things or they, they don't accept it. Yeah. And we have had people that have yeah. said, no, I don't want it. If it's used. Yeah. And I think one example you have in this ar- article is about a woman who got the baby items and ultimately was trying to sell the baby yes. items in order to get drugs. Yes. Like, obviously, <laughs> we need to be discerning about that. Right. You, you can't always foresee situations like that. Yeah. But that would be an extreme example yeah. of us, like, not enabling sin, right? Right. I mean, I think another example, we talked about this, we did a whole episode about this, about paternity, uh, somebody asking right. for us to help with yeah. a paternity test. Yeah. And we warned against that because if we if we help them get a paternity test, especially very early along, um, oftentimes they're asking for that because they don't know who the father is, and they could potentially be choosing to kill their child based on who the father might exactly. be, and that'd be a situation where we'd be in a sense enabling sin, and yeah. so we just don't want to have any part of that. 
Yeah, so that's a good question to ask yourself. Is this a want? Is it a need? Am I enabling sin yeah. by satisfying, even if it's a need, um, uh, satis- satisfying something that's going to be used for a sinful purpose? Okay, so the last principle, I think it's the last one, yeah. um, is when able, give generously. Yeah. And that's a biblical principle. Sure. If, if you're able... Give generously yeah. because it reflects on the Lord who gives so much right. to us generously. And I think one of the things that speaks to that is what we just talked about, baby showers. Yeah. Like we give a over-the-top baby shower. We bless these moms. And uh, um, oftentimes the stuff that, that is given is brand new stuff. Yeah. And nice stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know that I've ever encountered a woman that wasn't overwhelmed by the amount of gifts and, and things uh, that are given so much so that sometimes we've had some of the women have to give some of the stuff back because they don't have enough room in their house right. and their apartment yeah. to keep it. And so we'll keep it for them and, and all of that. So I think that speaks to that. Yeah. So as we wrap up, I think mm-hmm. it's important for us to go to the section um, where you talk about assessing needs versus wants. I don't know if you have any any more insights on yeah. that topic. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's very important that asking questions is your greatest tool in assessing need versus wants. We are not social workers, but social workers are trained and they're very good at assessing need versus wants. And so what I would want to encourage people in sidewalk ministry is find someone in your circle, your network that maybe does have a background in social working. We have someone like that who I will call and say, hey, listen, I've got this mom and I just really don't know how much I should give her. Can you help me to discern that? And the social workers are trained to do that, and they have tools to help assess it. So, um, but I would say if, if I had to pick one thing that is the greatest tool that all of us have, fully assessed through asking questions, what's yeah. the housing situation, job and income, any support systems, any dependents or others that the mom is helping, um, you know, questions like that Yeah, to, yeah. to help you to know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, guys, we hope that this episode was a blessing and gave you some tools to discern needs versus wants so that you can minister most effectively to the women on the sidewalk. We'd love for you guys to reach out to us. You can reach out to me, Daniel, at lovelife.org. You reach her, Vicky, with a Y, at lovelife.org. If you've got questions about this episode, maybe suggestions for other episodes. Also, please leave us a review on whatever podcast service that you use. And... Um, Look at our podcast website, gospelcenteredprolife.com. Our training and equipping website is sidewalksforlife.com. So check that out. And uh, we hope you guys are blessed by this episode. And until next time, God bless. God bless you all. Give me an outlet for love. Give me an outlet for gratitude. I know it will cost me my life But nothing's too precious since I met you